Just a few days before the Lord Jesus was arrested, he delivered his final public address at the temple in Jerusalem. There, he answered audience questions and asked them some in return. Finally, at the conclusion of that sermon, he took his 12 apostles, climbed up the Mount of Olives, and overlooked upon the holy city. One of his disciples asked him to comment about the splendor and grandeur of Herod's temple, and Jesus made a startling reply by declaring to them a prophetic announcement that one day very soon, all the city of Jerusalem, and especially the temple, would be so thoroughly destroyed that not one stone would sit upon another. Now, towards the end of that section of his discourse in Matthew 24, Jesus shifted gears to talk to his disciples about another important issue, his return, or the second coming. At the end of Matthew 24, he described two classes of servants. Some would be faithful in their stewardship in the master's house. Uh, they would do the work that was assigned to them with fidelity and kindness and generosity. Uh, and the others would be wicked servants. They would uh, verbally and physically abuse their fellow servants. They would become drunk. And Jesus is sort of depicting here a, a mini judgment. What kind of individual, what kind of servant will I find when I return? Then we shift into Matthew 25. And in Matthew 25, Jesus delivered three back-to-back -back parables that are all meant to help illustrate judgment. This is about the judgment of Christians now. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's not comparing believers and unbelievers or those who accept the gospel and those who reject it. No, Jesus is focusing on his servants, on those who follow after him. And he says, among his own, you can divide uh, the people of God into various types or subtypes. Of the three parables, we're just going to focus on the first in this lesson. It's a parable about ten virgins. Now Jesus says that you can divide these virgins into two classes. Some were wise and some were foolish. What made a virgin wise, Jesus says, is that these virgins brought plenty of oil with them in their lamps, and the foolish did not. They didn't have enough oil. Now, the context is the ancient Jewish wedding custom. Uh, here, the bridegroom would depart for a period of time and would return sometimes unannounced at an uh, unexpected time. In this situation, the bridegroom returns at midnight. And these virgins, they're all sleeping, and so their job is to get up and attend the bride. They're sort of like ancient bridesmaids. Uh, they would help her to get dressed, get ready, and then they would provide light, illumination for the hall where the wedding ceremony was to take place. All ten of the virgins arose, they all grabbed their lamps, and they all went out to do their work. But when they got there, five of them realized, very dramatically and suddenly, they did not have enough oil to get them through the long night. Now, sometimes we fuss too much over some of the nitty-gritty details in parables. Most of the parables of Jesus have pretty much just one overarching point. But there is one detail in this parable that is exceptionally important for us to understand in order that we might properly apply it, and that is the oil. This is the main feature of the parable. What does the oil represent? I want to propose to you that the oil represents the truth of God, uh, as is found in the Holy Scriptures. 
Elsewhere in the Bible, oil is associated with the Holy Spirit and with anointing. And we know that God sent the Holy Spirit to inspire the apostles and prophets of Jesus Christ to write the words of this book, the words of the New Testament. And so uh, the oil here is that which is on the inside and that which fuels our faith, the light that is shined by the lamps of the good works of the Christian. But inside, what is it that drives us? What is it that educates us to the kind of good works that Jesus would have us to do? What is it that fuels our faith? Well, Paul says it in Romans 10, 17, when he says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the five wise virgins were those who had saturated themselves, had filled their hearts and their lives and their minds with the word of God, the truth of God. And the foolish virgins, they had been neglectful. They had not sufficiently prepared themselves. And when the bridegroom came, they found themselves in a state of desperate lacking. Now let's look at the conclusion of the parable according to Jesus in Matthew 25, uh, beginning in verse number 11. Later, the other virgins, those are the foolish ones, also came saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. But he answered, truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Jesus says, preparedness is key. And not just preparedness for this life, but preparedness for the life to come. Now, let's make a little application for our current setting. We're living in a time where we are mightily distracted by all manner of chaos, upheaval, injustice, unrighteousness, sickness, and death. We are saturated every morning when we open our phone and look at social media with all the calamity that is besetting our world, even members of the Lord's body. And it can be overwhelming and completely distracting to the mission that God has assigned to us. And so I want us to take a step back from all of that, to try as best we can to clear our cluttered minds and to remember that there is a big picture. There is a big picture where you and I, as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, have a mission to prepare for the return of King Jesus. He may come suddenly. He will come suddenly. The Bible describes as a thief in the night, as a bridegroom arriving at midnight. And if we're not preparing for that eventuality, and if we're not helping others to get prepared, then we're missing the big picture. We're failing in the most important job God has assigned to his people. Let's be wise. Let's fill our hearts so that we're overflowing with the word of God, the truth of scripture. And let that overflow teach others also so that none of us will be unprepared when the Lord Jesus returns.